Are you ready to uncover the secret to unlocking your fullest potential? Join us as we explore how the mind and body influence each other, providing you with tangible tools and insights to optimize your overall well-being. From managing stress and anxiety to boosting cognitive function and enhancing physical performance. Today at Figuring It Out, we will give you the knowledge and practical tips to take control of your life. Whether you're seasoned wellness enthusiast or simply curious about the mind and body connection, this episode is your go-to resource for unlocking your potential and living your Welcome to Figuring It Out with Grace and Kaylee. Together, they're on a journey to explore the interconnectedness of mind, body, and spirit as they unravel the secrets to living a vibrant and balanced life. Enjoy today's episode. Best life. Let's go. Hello, figuring it out with Grace and Kaylee. I am Kaylee. And I'm Grace. And today we are figuring out mind over no matter over mind. Ooh. And what the hell is that? So the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I feel like we always hear mind over matter. Mm -hmm. And this is going to break down why the matter. So nutrition, mindset, all the things we love, movement, exercise, influences the brain, the mind, and the mental health, which at figuring it out, we're obsessed with. How do you feel about that, Grace? I'm excited. I love learning any tips and tricks from you, especially on how to keep my mind happy and my self-disciplined, which is literally my like kryptonite. Your mind clear and ready to go. Okay. So first let's do first let's dive into understanding how the body affects the mind. Nearly one in three people with long-term physical health condition also have a mental health issue like depression and anxiety. That speaks to me, y'all, because you know I've struggled my whole life with anxiety, depression, and ADD, severe. And then now we've added PTSD, so things are going great. (laughs) So being in constant pain or experiencing chronic illness, such as diabetes or cancer, even heart disease, can affect your emotions and increase the likelihood of developing a mental condition. Those who experience stroke or Alzheimer's disease, even Parkinson's, even autoimmune disease, which we've gone over before, Um, anything to arthritis, everyone is at higher risk for depression. So have you ever had someone in your life or even maybe yourself, Grace, like witnessed the effect? And I also... Sorry, ADD brain. But I'm also thinking like when you're diagnosed with something crazy like Parkinson's or something, I feel like our natural response is to feel an overwhelming sadness or depression. Definitely. I think they go hand in hand to like not feel feel scared of your circumstances or fearful what's to come, especially for a lot of the diseases that you listed are terminal um, or can be terminal for sure. And I mean, cancer has definitely touched my family as is heart disease. Mm-hmm. Um, I just spent Thanksgiving with my grandfather, who I think is early onset dementia, which is like 
you know, sad in itself. But I definitely think I don't hear about or haven't listened, learned from anyone about how those kind of diseases are connected to your mental health, um, which makes sense because it's all within our body. Right. And another thing I was thinking, so y'all know my dad has ALS. Um, We have a family member who has Parkinson's and of course, cancer has, uh, I feel like it's everywhere. So we have some family members that have dealt with that. I now thinking about it, it's like, I've never heard about the people prioritizing mental health, but this could just be me like not knowing enough. I hope and I wonder if when you're diagnosed, do you have a therapist? I wonder if they assign a therapist to you. That I think sounds like you're in an incredible program at either a, you know, um, well-rated hospital and or like clinical trial. Um, I do know like my my friend who I spoke about on the podcast who had cancer Mm. and passed away from it with her treatment being as long as it was, she was assigned a therapist through the hospital that she was getting her treatments at. So I'm sure it's more common than we think, um, but it's also like on your your choice, right? Like some people have an avoidant personality style and yeah. I'm sure like they don't want to talk to anyone and just isolate and allow those mental thoughts to kind of live within them, which cannot be healthy. Yeah, my dad is a man of few words, but I know, or me and, you know, my siblings, we know him so well. And even, I guess, you know, I feel like you could tell the few words that he says, you know what he's thinking. Totally. he is not one to ever sit down with a therapist. And I just am like, ugh, y'all know I love my therapist. So, Mm -hmm. ugh. Okay. So, moving on. Physical symptoms or experiences can influence how we feel, how we think, and what we do. So, sometimes in ways that are less obvious. Research has shown that extreme heat, for example, can impact mental health by increasing the risk of depression and causing irritability, which can result in an increase in aggression. Cold exposure may have positive mental health effects, which we are fucking here for cold plunging, bitch. But I thought it was super interesting I had never known about the research that has shown about extreme heat. Right. It makes me curious about, you know, saunas, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure obviously we know a sauna is great for your body's um, ability to detox. And I'm assuming, you know, you can't sit in a sauna long enough for you to maybe have some of these adverse effects but it makes me think of all of the old bitches that end up in florida to like party off their (laughs) retirement and shit like is that why they're so angry is that why they're so cranky are they angry in florida dude i mean they're not angry when they're partying on the beach but i think there's lots of karens that exist all along that coastline baby yeah, it makes me think of too, like the people that work outside for their jobs. Like my dad was sweating his ass off twenty four seven. It's so interesting. That's super Absolutely. interesting. Okay, well, so and give I me- love the comment on cold plunging because Kaylee's mm-hmm. been talking about cold plunging on this podcast for God knows how long, and like 
I really am a noob at it. I'm enjoying it, but I'm a noob. And someone that I had recently cold plunged with who was a doctor was telling me that he cured his depression through cold plunging. It's a tool that he's used to be able to completely regulate his hormones. Yeah. And it's super interesting how they've shown the studies on this where like cold plunging for I think – I'm not going to butcher this, the amount of minutes, but essentially it's as impactful for your brain as taking cocaine um, mm-hmm. because you, the high is just it, – and it lasts much longer. You know, you you take a bump of cocaine and it lasts for maybe half an hour. Um, you take a cold plunge and you see the effects hours after you actually plunge. So, I mean, it's really cool that all of us coke heads are switching to <laughs> cold plunging now. I'm so excited. We're all going to save some money. We're here and we love it. Um, Okay, so Grace has recently tried cold plunging. So please give us how it's going. Yeah, it's it's going. So let's also note that it is officially cold here in the great state of Arkansas, like 27 degrees. I wake up with like snow on the ground or frost, I guess is what you call it. That's like pretty cute. It's my first winter. I'll send you pics. I'll send you pics. Um, But – no, I I thought uh, it was really cool when I did it with someone else. I did it in a group setting and I was able to last for two minutes. When I did it by myself, I motivated myself to do it before a workout. I was trying to do like a, it as a pre-workout and I was maybe able to last 30 seconds before I was like, fuck, 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 and like jumped did you, out. Did, was it at – like do you all have a place – yeah, that you do I, it before you I you're... do. I have like a wellness membership at um, a gym spa situation and they have a cold plunge there. So I can just hop in whenever I want. And I'm that's so a, jealous. Yeah, it's definitely a perk. But um, I find that I just do better with peer pressure. And so by myself, it's a little bit harder. But I mm-hmm. do want to start adding it into my routine as like a pre-workout, like just – and then go do some cardio because once I do that I don't feel shit I'm like I can oh my god man walk on this treadmill all damn day I love it I love it so you've been doing it though for like recovery you've been doing it forever so do you feel like you're immune to the cold or has your resistance to the cold increased I think it's gotten easier but what I will say I've been craving it like my body needs Mm -hmm. it now so that is something as of like three weeks ago that I started being like, oh, I want a cold plunge. I'm like, who the fuck am I? Well, it makes me wonder if you can become addicted to the dopamine um, release Ooh. that you experience 100%. from the cold plunge. Yeah. Because remember we did that we did that deep dive on – Yeah. <gasps> so basically you're, you've officially rewired your brain to crave that dopamine, which is like – a healthy fucking bitch move. I mean, shit. Let's go, girl. I know. It makes you feel fucking amazing. So I, I made a list, guys. Okay. Because I want y'all to try cold plunging. It decreases inflammation, improves immunity, increases your circulation, boosts your mood, helps your metabolism, and helps your sore muscles. So the tips and tricks – I feel like me and Grace started as someone was literally just over us and we got in and that's and I stand by that because <laughs> someone's making you do it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um the second thing is starting with cold showers. 30 seconds at the end of your shower. Maybe yeah. at the beginning. I don't know. Spice it up. Um, but yeah, cold plunge, amazing. And also very good for mental health. 
So it excites me that it's good for inflammation because as I've been on my health journey, I am learning, you know, that I was highly inflamed in my body. And a lot of the conversation that I've been having with my healthcare providers has been around what foods I'm eating, which obviously can cause inflammation in the body, but something that's not food related that I can do to counteract the, like that gets me really excited because sometimes your girl just wants to eat the fucking pecan pie and not feel bad about it. And if I can cold plunge as like a way to balance it out, like I'll do that from time to time. I will also say one of my clients just checked in with me this morning and enjoyed her Thanksgiving as she should. And the mm-hmm. bitch lost a pound. Yeah, so she did. Enjoy that pie. Yes. And it's good for our souls, ladies. Oh, okay. yeah. So I thought this was interesting. So I wrote it down so I could share. Okay. One specific case study of a 24 year old woman with a long, with a lifetime anxiety and depression found that swimming in open cold water led to immediate improvement in mood before and after the swim. Illegally swimming led to gradual reduction in symptoms of depression and anxiety. The woman was also able to eventually seize the use of prescription medication and remains medication-free during follow-up a year later. Cool. That's awesome. No, that's so fun. I was like, that is like, you know, on the radio where they're like, the positive news or good news. I'm like, that is a good news story. So I yeah, have, especially I have because it's also free. Like, not everyone I realize is, has easy access to a cold body of water, but just in general, like we have so much power that we take for granted on things that we can do that actually make a really big difference. So that's right. awesome. And like you coming from Austin, like you had so many, and then me with the lake, like yeah, there's just I mean, so many. Even here in Arkansas, we have rivers and things, and there are definitely certain spots where you can go just like walk into it, dip your body and walk on out and just finding tiny places. And then, you know, the shower, if, if you can't find any of those things, just like turning it on cold yeah. and blasting yourself with a cold shower, like these things actually change the the insides of your body and your brain chemistry. Like that's insane. Yeah. And we don't always, and I, you know, I, y'all know I take my antidepressants and it helps me, but it's another cool way to just kind of supplement with your regular medication. Totally. All right. So changing your environment change your health. There are positive mental health effects that you can experience through physical habits or changing your environment. For example, exercise can reduce anxiety, boost your mood, and even help with sleep patterns. The sun exposure helps release the mood-boosting hormone serotonin. Mm. So we love that. We love that. (laughs) your environment let's go a little bit deeper on your environment so the food you eat your lifestyle and your daily habits affect your mental health a lot of the discussion around mental health focuses on genes and attributed to things like depression and anxiety to be products solely of the genetic or chemical forces so yeah that can be true but your mental health relies on more than just your genetic makeup If you limit your thinking about mental health to be a part of the genetic destiny, you miss opportunities to take back that control over aspects of your health. So I love that. It's like, 
it's giving you a little yes. Some of us, because I do truly believe I was, I'm just different because like my husband's never been on medication and motherfucker is, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to say he's like the happiest, you know, he, we yeah. all go through our shit, but like my sad, my low, I feel is a lot lower than a lot of people's low. Oh, for and sure. it's not even some of my situations. Some days I'm just low as fuck. So I do think that I'm different in that way, but I also love it because it's like, take your control back. Like we just said, there's free bodies of water, cold therapy, just doing things that are going to nourish you, going back to the basics, the roots, like what the fuck did they do back in the day? They woke up with the sun. They went hunted with the food. This is all, I feel like kind of what we should be incorporating more as like technology gets bigger and we're more... We're sitting all day on the computer. So rant yeah, over, well, sorry. No, first, I, I totally agree with you. I definitely, I love you calling out that it's so personalized just because I've had conversations with people that are very close to me who have asked me in confidence, you know, like, well, what, is, what does that mean you're depressed? Like, what does that even mean anxiety? Like, where do you feel that in your body? I genuinely think there are people that are so fucking lucky to – not know the intensity of what that feels like and they just are not wired that way what I think about what I think is cool about changing your environment because if anyone knows me you know this bitch loves change I'm like shake it up every year throw my life in a Yahtzee cup shake that shit up throw it out um I love the call out where it's it could be as simple as just like changing the food that you eat So I was listening to a doctor speak about like when's the best time to quote unquote cheat. And he made a really good call out when it like your cheat meal or cheat food. You know, he's like, we've got to stop moralizing food in the Mm -hmm. sense that food is not good nor bad. Food is sustenance for your body. Now there's food that is worse for you and long-term effects, but it's not necessarily bad. It's just it needs to, we need to change our framework on it's a choice that we're making to like fuel ourselves versus it being like guilting us one way or another. Um, but something that's as simple as really focusing on, like you mentioned, things that are not processed, coming from the earth, taking it back to the basics and just doing that for, you know, a couple weeks and allowing that to start to make you feel better it's kind of wild on how at the end of I think two weeks after I was like quote unquote eating clean or closer to like a whole 30 style of lifestyle diet you're like not only proud of yourself for how you're caring for yourself but it actually like you know the cleanness of the food the antioxidants yeah. and nutrients it's making you feel better inside so i really encourage you if you're feeling overwhelmed but want to take a step forward on caring for your mental health and your budget is tight we've got cold showers so far which are accessible to everyone and free and i think just really prioritizing what you're eating skipping the latte first thing in the morning that has, you know, 32 grams of sugar and 400 calories, just little choices that are actually going to reduce your anxiety. I feel like it is such a common conversation. Everyone has anxiety. Not everyone can speak to depression the way that you can speak to it, but I think it's so common. It's like we all wear it. Like it's just so casual. And for the people that 
don't have, you know, maybe aren't genetically wired, but do experience stress and anxiety. Like this is essentially telling you that you can quote unquote cure yourself. Like by making small choices like that, that to me is so empowering. So I really encourage everyone to start with the basics. Like you said, that's fucking cool. I love it because mm, if our fucking mental health is fucked, we're fucked everywhere else. Let me yeah. just say that. Okay. <laughs> so you mentioned you felt really good on the whole 30. Is yeah. that something that you kind of go back to whenever you're looking to feel, you know, let's say the holidays have got us and it's yeah. like, I want to just feel better. Do you always go back to that diet? No, I actually think whole 30 felt too restrictive to me. I, in general, I think most diets, even if they're like lifestyle plans feel like too restrictive and like I don't like the idea of failing something so following rules is hard for me but it was actually something that you taught me which is prioritizing protein and greens on my plate and letting my carbohydrates be a smaller portion on my plate but they're on my plate mm-hmm. um just like looking at my food that way it's been so much easier for me to eat cuz yeah. i make sure all three things are on the plate and they're portioned the way that i want them and to and your healthy fats and my healthy fats i've got my little <laughs> avocado on there i love o- olive oil and recently i've been listening to a lot of studies about how when olive oil is heated to too high of a temperature it actually has a chemical reaction that could be damaging and cause inflammation in your body but olive oil in a pure form is one of the mm-hmm. best anti-inflammatory medicines you can give yourself so i'm like give me a salad with, you know, my lean chicken breast, a little avocado. I'll maybe put mm. like a fourth cup of quinoa in there and then just a drizzle of olive oil and lemon. And it's like, oh my God, sexy, yummy, good. Like I feel like that yeah. has helped me. Anytime I do olive oil or avocado oil, it's always like I'll heat my food up and then I spread it on top. Yes. And I taught my husband that and he's like, this is amazing guys like some whatever protein you want so like let's say beef and rice with broccoli i know such yeah. a bro meal but put <laughs> on some bro avo- meal. <laughs> put on some avocado oil and then some hot sauce you mix that shit up mm-hmm. you guys have to learn something about kaylee and me is that we're obsessed with asian food have been our entire <laughs> lives and so anything that we can create that feels like you're at a panda express without actually being there is like mm, and we're celebrating each other but really grace but just you know our friendship we're celebrating grace is b-day yeah everything else in vegas and me y'all we mm-hmm. we figuring out is going live on every restaurant we go to because we don't even <laughs> care about the drinks we're no. like but where are we eating but where are we eat what's on the menu can i how much <laughs> that can i eat for less than a hundred dollars <laughs> i'm so excited okay so Also, we've focused on like changing our diet for our mental health, changing our environment. Y'all know me and Grace pieced out on our hometowns because we needed to. It's not because anything more. It was us, not you, you know, (laughs) it was our personal, like we just had to change it up. And I felt like, well, I know that that was the right decision for both of us. Um, Getting our hormones right. Grace is going through a process of getting her hormones back to optimal level. So have do you feel like that's affected in a positive or negative way your mental health? 
Everything. Absolutely. Also, like, I can speak and I know a lot of people can feel you get to this point where you're working out and you're trying to do all the right things and you still feel like you're not seeing any results in your body. Like, yeah, it takes time regardless, but working on my hormones and like getting on the right supplementation, I'm following Kaylee's fitness plan and her, all of her nutritional advice and aspects. And like, I can't wait to do an episode to share that with you guys because it's <laughs> been amazing. But I'm at a point now where I actually can, I see my body changing and I'm feeling energetic. I don't have these like slumps that I had throughout the day. It's allowing me to want to crave the good the whole nutritious things I want. Like, yeah, I'm feeling fucking good for sure. Good. And that's thanks to you, bitch. Yeah. I'm telling you, people underestimate the hormones. They really do. And I feel like when you go to a regular doctor, it's like there's just so many things that you can throw at someone as like a reason as to why or like what's not working. And if people can hear this and just realize like if you can get to your – get your hormones in check, like you really don't have to work that hard at everything else. Right. Because your body does it for you. It's not trying to overtake because it's lacking. Literally the people that are doing like two-a-day Orange Theory classes and like fucking killing themselves. I'm Mm -hmm. working out like five times a week, sometimes four, and like it's not anything that's raising my cortisol, but it is like a challenge. Anyway, it's, it's fucking cool. I know. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You're killing it, bitch. Okay, so here's some tips to empower your health. We have first, which we went over, but we'll go in more detail, some nutrition. So eating high in fruits, vegetables, fish, seafood, and unprocessed grains and lower in lean meats and dairy can give you more energy and help you sleep better. They also help reduce stress and anxiety and control depression. So eating high in sugars and all that bullshit have been connected to impaired brain function as well as the onset severity and duration of depression. So I I feel like we kind of hit on that. Yeah. Stay away from the processed. Like, and I don't, like we said earlier, no food is bad food, but at the same time, you know what going to help your body and what's probably going to make you crash and feel like shit. So just being mindful when you're making your choices. And if that's not motivation enough, sugar breaks down collagen in the skin. So you're going to age twice as fast the more you eat sugar. Just throwing that out there. Oh my God. No. Yeah. Okay. Chronic inflammation, depression, and other mental health issues have been associated with increased inflammation. So while inflammation is not a single cause of depression, it is a common and may is a common factor and may contribute to the progression of, you know, disorders, schizophrenia, OCD, mania. It's very, um, fucking, I don't know. That sounds intense. Yeah. It's very intense. And Inflammation is linked to every major disease. If you have inflammation yeah. in your body, you're basically it is inflammation. Oh, it Everything. Is. Yeah. So Off whatever to a headache. Like whatever we can do to fight inflammation is giving your body a fighting chance from reducing the risk of these diseases. So listen to Kaylee. <laughs> and that's why people stay away from certain oils because it causes inflammation, which leads to chronic illnesses. So mm-hmm. being very aware of two, what your body likes and doesn't like, like 
stress inflames the fuck out of me. When I'm stressed, it's a no-go. My aura rings like, bitch, what's wrong with you? You need to meditate. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, we won't figure that out on this yeah, podcast another today. Time. But another <laughs> time. Okay. So gut health. A healthy gut helps you with more than just digestion. Approximately 90% of serotonin is actually made in your gut. So what goes in on in your gut affects your emotions and mental health. Gut dysbiosis, which is an imbalance of the number and diversity of your gut microbiome, and gut inflammation, which has been linked to both anxiety and depression. So healthy gut function influences the normal functioning of the central nervous system. And dysbiosis has been shown to influence the nervous, central nervous system disorders, including schizophrenia and some and autism. So that's a that's crazy. That's this, like a lot to take in. This threw me for a loop. Like listening yeah. to you share that. I think if anything, this just connects the dots as to why the nutrition is so important. I had no idea that 90% of our serotonin, you guys, like what makes you happy? is yeah. living in your gut and that is a direct result of what you're feeding yourself to mm-hmm. keep your gut biome healthy. So basically when you eat shitty food, mm-hmm. you're going to contribute to you feeling shitty, which is interesting because a lot of the times when we do like an 80-20 style lifestyle, when we're feeling good and healthy is when we're eating well, but like when we feel bad is when we're craving bad food, which will only contribute to us still feeling mentally sad, angry, bad, stressed, et cetera. It's such a snowball effect. It's it's something to be aware of. And like, I had no idea, especially because like gut health is such a trend right now, but like understanding the why, like you just unlocked that for me, which is super cool. Yeah. Take care of your gut. And if you have gut dysbiosis or leaky gut, there's test. I think we've gone over it. We have um, in a different episode. But Kaylee, what are like one or two things that you do for your gut health that are you can give our listeners take my, today? Take my, I take my probiotics every day and I make sure I spend a good – well, I spend like 50 bucks a month. It's a subscription from Seed, <laughs> okay. S-E-E-D. They're amazing. Um, they're from my health course. And, you know, you want to make sure you're getting good supplements, a good probiotic, a good prebiotic too, is um, one I have and I give my boys is from Thrive. Mm -hmm. Another thing is just adding in the kimchi and the uh, fermented foods. Yes. We have an episode I will link in the show notes. uh, We've done about gut health specifically where we give a lot of really good examples, but I love that. Get yourself a good probiotic. But probiotic for me, I can tell like if I am like, oh, I need to save and I think it's okay for me to not get a package of my probiotic. I am fully regretful because I can tell in my body, y'all. And it's been, yeah, highly recommend. Love it. Okay. Sleep. We love sleep. Sleep helps your entire body, including your brain, recharge. So your brain actively fluctuates during different stages of the sleep cycle, depending on which stage it's in. But each stage plays an important role in brain health, supporting learning, memory, and thinking. If you're not sleeping well, your brain is not able to 
complete the stages of the sleep cycle, which can be harmful to mental health. Sleep problems can cause mood swings and increase risk of negative thinking, as well as developing some psychiatric disorders, including ADHD, anxiety, and depression. So I'm like a weekish owl, y'all. My sleep has been effed, mm. and I can feel it bad, and it mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Some tips for sleep for me is just getting a good routine down. Um, I started again on the train of putting my phone and my watch downstairs. I wake up to my natural alarm light because I'm so bougie. Mm-hmm. Um, just little things like that help I me. I love that. Phone away. Yeah. Phone away for sure. If you sleep with your phone in your room or in a studio apartment, turn it on airplane mode because that will help the frequencies disrupting your brain. So that's great. Mm-hmm. I am a big fan of going to sleep at the same time every night. I'm not always hitting the mark, but that's the goal. And honestly, reading 10 pages minimum before bed will put me straight to sleep. I like will immediately get tired. That's such a good idea. I'm going to do that. So exercise, physical movement exercise can help prevent several health issues, including depression and anxiety. Exercise helps the brain produce and release endorphins that make you feel good. It can also improve strength and encourage weight loss, which can build confidence, self-esteem, and help you be more social, which can all improve your mood and well-being. Love that. Love it. Love it. Sunlight. Vitamin D and sunlight offer many restorative effects. Your body produces vitamin D when your skin is exposed to sunlight. People with lower levels of vitamin D may have a higher risk for a range of disease, including schizophrenia, depression, and other mental health issues. Beyond that, sunlight is thought to help serotonin and melatonin, which are associated with the cognitive function and mood improvement. Sunlight. I know like 10 minutes without sunscreen. It's okay. It's okay. I like to go on my walk in the morning with my dogs first thing without my sunscreen on because the UV rays are at their lowest. And it's like a blast of like sun first thing. And then yeah. you can go and do your skincare routine and like lather yourself up with some suntan Dude, lotion. I feel like that's why a lot of people get more sad in the winter because we're not outside. And Hell the yeah. sun is not helping us. So. Yeah, it's that's rough. All right. So any key takeaways that you're going to bring to your life? Yeah. Well, one, just focusing on my gut since that's where all my happiness lives. That mm-hmm. was totally mind-blowing for me as well as just really focusing on reducing my inflammation through cold. Cold therapy. Yeah, mine is, for this week's goal, is I want to sleep better. So de-stressing and just sleeping better. (sighs) A bitch needs her Zs. Meditating. (laughs) All right. Thank you for hanging out with us and listening to Matter Over Mind. And please... DM us, share anything you may want to, any questions, I got your back. We fucking love you guys, and we will see you Tuesday. Bye. Bye.